0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is June 21st. Before we move on from section 67, let's take a quick look at verse 5. Verse 5 says, Your eyes have been upon my servant Joseph Smith Jr. and his language you have known, and his imperfections you have known. Now, I love this verse because for me, Verses like this, where the Lord is calling Joseph Smith out, and actually there are a ton of them in the Doctrine and Covenants, these verses are actually a really nice testimony builder for me that Joseph Smith was a prophet called by God. Now, that may sound funny, that all these verses where the Lord is calling Joseph Smith to repentance is a testimony builder of his calling as a prophet. But the reason why I say that is because I want you to imagine that you were a guy or a girl living in 1820, and you decided that you wanted to make up a religion, and that you wanted to lead this made-up religion, and you wanted people to believe that you were a prophet, okay? Are you imagining that? Imagining that scenario where you were trying to fool people or trick people? In what universe... If this was your aim, to try to trick people into thinking that you were a prophet called of God, in what universe would you be pointing out to all these people that you're supposed to be leading your imperfections? In what universe would you be pointing out that God needed you and wanted you to repent? I absolutely wouldn't do that. If I were trying to trick people into believing that I was a prophet called from God, all these verses would say, and you have seen Joseph, and he's right, and everything that he's doing is good and perfect, right? That seems like the natural, logical thing to do if you were trying to trick people. But all these verses where the Lord is calling Joseph out and saying, Joseph, you have need to repent, or elders, you have seen Joseph's imperfections. All of these different verses are proof to me and a testimony to me that the Lord was trying to build Joseph into a prophet, that the calling was there. And now he's trying to build Joseph and teach Joseph and develop him into the prophet that he needed him to be. Joseph wasn't trying to fool us into thinking that he was perfect. Instead, the Lord was calling him out in his imperfections calling him to repentance and teaching him how to do better and how to be more. And so I absolutely love that verse for that reason. But this isn't just true of Joseph. He wasn't just an imperfect prophet because he was the first one and God had to teach him. We are all imperfect. My friends and I were just talking about this the other day because I think it would be so beneficial for us as members of the church to get into the habit of thinking of our leaders as flawed and imperfect people. Because generally we don't do that. They get called to a calling, whether it's bishop or stake president or mission president or area authority or general authority or prophet. People get called to these callings. And in our minds, we think, oh, they did that because they are more righteous or they're these perfect, infallible people. But if we don't allow our leaders the grace to be imperfect, then we are going to be disappointed and let down every single time. None of us are perfect, including the prophets, including our bishops, including our stake presidents. Now, my bishop and my stake president, they're as close to perfect as they come. They are wonderful, wonderful men. And I'm so grateful for their inspiration and their leadership. But they are also imperfect men, and fallible, and they would be the first to admit it knowing them. We have to allow our leaders the grace to be imperfect. We cannot expect more from them than the Lord expects from them. And remember what the Lord teaches us here in verse 13 of this same chapter, that we have to continue in patience until we are perfected. Perfection isn't an attribute of this lifetime, but the patience in perfection, and the striving for perfection, and the repentance in imperfection are attributes of this life. We are all imperfect people in the church, our leaders included, but that was part of Heavenly Father's plan. He understood it and he knew it, and he restored his church based on those truths. Elder Uchtdorf once said, I suppose the church would be perfect only if it were run by perfect beings. God is perfect, and his doctrine is pure, but he works through us. His imperfect children and imperfect people make mistakes. Elder Holland once said, Imperfect people are all God has ever had to work with. That must be terribly frustrating to him, but he deals with it, and so should we. Elder worthlin said, The church is not a place where perfect people gather to say perfect things or have perfect thoughts or perfect feelings. The church is a place where imperfect people gather to provide encouragement, support, and service to each other as we press on in our journey to return to our Heavenly Father. Imperfect people trying their best to improve. That's what the church is about. That's what the gospel is about. That's what the atonement is for. I belong to the Worldwide Unified Facebook page. And on it, someone today just wrote, that they believed that our welcome signs in front of the church should say sinner's welcome instead of visitor's welcome. And I thought about that for a long time, that idea of saying sinner's welcome. And it's a good sentiment. It's a nice sentiment. But my thought when I saw that was that that sign would only work if the sentiment, that feeling of sinner's welcome was written in our hearts before it was ever written on our doors. We have to allow the grace for imperfect people. We have to allow the grace for mistakes, especially because we will all make them and we will need that same grace and that same understanding extended to us as well. It's true for our leaders, our prophets, apostles, stake presidents, relief society presidents, elder Quorum presidents, bishops. It's the same for all of them as it was for Joseph Smith and the leaders of his day as well. They were imperfect people. They didn't do everything right. They made mistakes. But imagine, our prophet today was raised in the church. He was taught from the very beginning the doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He acted on the doctrines of the gospel of Jesus Christ from a very young age and allowed those doctrines to change his heart and to change his life, and to guide his decisions. He learned from a very young age how to recognize the Spirit, how to follow promptings, how to commune with our Father in Heaven, to receive guidance and direction. But here, in November of 1831, all of these men were new to this. This was all brand new for all of them. They weren't raised understanding what the Holy Ghost felt like, They weren't raised knowing how to commune with our Father in heaven and to receive revelation for themselves. They weren't raised on the doctrines and principles of the gospel the way we are now. They were just men, imperfect men, trying their hardest to lead and guide the church of Jesus Christ according to his principles and his precepts. They weren't perfect. They made mistakes. But they also deserve our grace and understanding. But my friends, I testify that the miracle of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the miracle of God's plan for his children, the miracle of the atonement, is that the work can go forward even with the imperfections of the people. And Elder Stevens teaches us why. He said, The miracle of the atonement can make up for imperfections in our performance. Our performances are imperfect. We are imperfect. We will continue to make mistakes. We will continue to blunder. We will continue to try to fight our way forward as we try to be patient in our perfection. But we can trust that as we rely on the atonement of Jesus Christ, he can take our performances, he can take our efforts, and he can make them more. And because of that, a perfect gospel can move forward on the backs of imperfect people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This is Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lizzie Hansen.